Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. It's a big weekend in fight world. We finally see some heavyweight action and some titles on the line, courtesy of Alexander Yusek. A uh, quick point of reference, they had their weigh-in. You know, they're both uh, relatively equal when it comes to uh, fights and wins with uh, Dubois' only loss to was it Joe Joyce, who broke his uh, orbital bone a few years ago. Anyway, um, height, uh, goes advan- height advantage to Dubois, uh, weight advantage to Dubois. Uh, they both got a 76-inch reach. And uh, Yusek, as you know, he's a southpaw and uh, Dubois' uh, orthodox stance. So let's take a look at what's, uh, what some of the pundits have to say about this fight. Tim Bradley predicts Daniel Dubois will crumble from the pressure by IBF, WBA, WBO heavyweight champ Alexander Yusek and wind up getting knocked out in the later rounds on Saturday night uh, at the arena in uh, Poland. If the fight plays out like that, it would be identical to how Dubois, 19 and 1, 18 knockouts, disintegrated from the heavy pressure that Joe Joyce put him under and quit in the 10th round back in November 2022. Wow. So there's some uh, opinions there. Uh, Jim Kalfa, writing for Boxing News 24, says Daniel Dubois says he views unbeaten Alexander Yusik as an old man. And he intends to rip his three heavyweight world titles away from him uh, in Poland. Dubois, I just said, 19-1, knockouts, already lost to a fighter that's equally as old as Husek when he was beaten by Joe Joyce, who was 37. I didn't realize Joe Joyce was that old, actually. And given how that fight ended with Dubois quitting on one knee, it's important that he not get too caught up on the age issue with his contest against Husek. The outcome of Saturday night's uh, fight could have much to do with the improvements that 25-year-old Dubois has made in his game since his tougher than expected fight against Kevin Lorena last December. Dubois and his, ch- his trainer Don Charles have put in a lot of hard work tinkering with his fighting style and coming up with as uh, good a game plan as they can uh, to deal with the speed and movement from Yusek. So we'll see if those changes uh, that have been made to Dubois' style will work on Saturday night against Yusek in that uh, title fight. Uh, because it's sometimes difficult for fighters to make drastic changes in camp without getting a couple of fights in between to try out the things they've learned. Dubois said, he's an old man to me, and I got to put it on him. Break them bones down and take it away from him. Rip them belts off him. That's what Dubois said. So we'll see We'll see what happens. A uh, quick final note out of uh, ESPN. My friend Mike Coppinger, he said that the 36-year-old Usyk is an Olympic gold medalist, a former undisputed cruiserweight champ, ESPN's number two heavyweight, and number three pound-for-pound boxer. And he's an 11-1 favorite to turn Dubois' challenge. Uh, Dubois is a talented boxer, formerly the top heavyweight prospect in the world, but his stock dropped considerably after JoJo shattered his orbital in 2020. So I thought the loss was the first of Dubois pro career, but he also looked shaky in his most recent outing, a third round technical knockout win over Kevin Lorena in December. Dubois was floored three times in the opening round, but rallied to earn the win. Yusik liked Lorena as a southpaw and former cruiserweight. That's where the similarities end. In just his second heavyweight fight, Yusik defeated anti Joshua to win three titles 
Usyk outpointed Joshua in the rematch last year to move on to what he hoped was a meeting with uh, Tyson Fury. So if uh, if Usyk beats Dubois, what do you think we'll see? Well, hopefully, uh, says Mike, this is boxing after all, where fans often have to wait excruciatingly long periods to see the matchups they want. After five years of conversations and rumors, we finally landed Terence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. back in July. It would be a shame if the powers that be can't deliver Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, when the bout is at the hottest. And how often are two heavyweights simultaneously on the pound-for-pound pound list? And with all four titles between them, and also Hall of Famers who appear to be at the height of their powers. Full stop. Fury Usyk is the biggest fight in global boxing. I hope it happens. All right. On that very same night, as I noted yesterday, Top Rank brings a huge heavyweight event to the masses this Saturday night, featuring two of the next generation of title contenders. Love this line. Roughly 1,000 pounds of muscle will roll into the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Tulsa for an action-packed doubleheader, including Jared Anderson and Jan Kosobutsky. In the 10-round main event, Toledo native The Real Big Baby Anderson aims to better his 15-0, 14 knockout record, and uh, looks to notch his second victory in as many months against Andrei Rudenko. Last time out, Anderson scored a decision over former world champ Charles Martin. The co-feature will see Nigerian F.A. Hajagba seek to end the unbeaten run of southpaw puncher as Jan Kozabotsky. Uh, the latter is a heavyweight version of Gennady Golovkin with the Kazakh boxing fans. Uh, four prominent participants join Muhammad Ali's grandson, Nico Ali Walsh, and Jeremiah Milton, another heavyweight, uh, at the final media gathering. The other day, it was easy to get back into things after my last fight, said Anderson. Never really stop. Uh, we might have taken a week off, but then we went, we went right back at it. We took our time by sharpening our skills before sparring. Everything was great. We're ready to go to work. And on his preparation, Anderson added, my coaches have been training me like a little guy since I was eight years old. So it comes naturally just to move like I'm a lightweight. Uh, but that's what, I, that's what I do every time I'm in there. This Saturday, you'll see me sticking to my plan. I'll be using my jab, my speed. I'm always willing to do whatever I need to do to win. I'll continue being who I am because I am great. There you go. Jared Anderson. Another heavyweight fighting on the fringes out of Canada, Simon Keane is set to continue his bumpy ride back to full contention, to fight title contention uh, when he fights October 11th at the uh, Cabaret de Casino de Montreal. Keane, he's 23-1-0, 22 knockouts, is no stranger to the venue, marking his fourth uh, consecutive bout at the same location. In the most recent outing back in March, he secured a victory over Eric Molina via technical knockout. The Quebec native was initially slated to face Italian boxer Guido Vignalo on August 19th at Centre Videotron in Quebec City. But that event, as we all know, was cancelled due to an infection uh, affecting Arthur Bidibiev, uh, one of the headline fighters. As anticipation builds for Keane's return, the identity of his upcoming opponent remains in question. The Grizzly remains focused and prepared for whatever challenge comes his way as he continues his journey in the world of top heavyweight boxing. 
Let's flip over to the women. Michaela Mayer will move up to welterweight to target Natasha Jonas' title fight. She's top of my list, is the quote. Former Unified Champ Michaela Mayer takes on uh, Sylvia Bartot on the undercard of the Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr. 2 uh, match at the Manchester Arena on September 2nd. Uh, Meyer is on her way up to welterweight and gunning for Natasha Jonas and the IBF world title. Michaela Mayer will return to the ring against, as I said, Sylvia Bartot as she continues to step up and wait. Mayer, a former WBO and IBF super featherweight world champ, is set to showcase her skills on the undercard of the rematch as I said, between Liam Smith and Eubank Jr. It's taking place at the AO Arena in Manchester. Um, Mayer moved up to 135 pounds for her last fight and will rise a division against uh, Berthaud at super lightweight. Uh, she plans for a further ascent to 147 pounds and is targeting Britain's IBF world champ, Natasha Jonas, by doing so. Uh, Mayer said, Natasha Jonas is top of my list because it's the most realistic immediate fight for me. Hopefully we can get that fight done sometime in December or early January. That's where I want to go immediately after this fight. I'm not sticking around at 140. I'm going to 147 after this fight. I'd like to step right into world title fight because that's where I believe I'm at. All right. Let's have a quick look at a result that comes out of California. Um, uh, we don't often see results out of California these days uh, with uh, the demise of Thompson Boxing. But it's good to see uh, Roy Engelbrecht uh, once again uh, return to the sold-out hangar at the OC Fair and Events Center in Costa Mesa, California. This is uh, Thursday night, oh, just last night. Opening the show was Riverside's Nate Palencia, and he took on Oakland's Will Davis in a four-round lightweight boxing match. These 130-pounders wanted to make a statement, and they sure did. With lots of inside action in the first round, there was more of the same in the second, with both fighters busting each other up. Davis was slightly busier in the third, which made the fight up for grabs. Going into the fourth, the fighters let it all hang out, uh, with each one having their moments, and in the end, the decision went to Will Davis. Uh, fight Club OC favorite Sonny Roblido. He's 8-0 from San, San Fernando Valley, taking on Mexicans Gritty Aurelio Paracasio. Five, five, and one. Their six-round super lightweight contest promised action and truly delivered. With Robledo's frenetic style, he dropped Cosio in the middle of the first round. From there, some well-placed punches gave Robledo the second. It was more the same the third, with both fighters exchanging at the final bell. In the fourth, the fighters seemed to take a small break, but in the fifth, Robledo landed more of his signature shots as he drew Cosio in. Moving into the sixth, and Robledo continued to land the harder, more effective shots and brought him the decision. As well, undefeated Jordan Pantheon, 4-0, from Hawaii, went head-to-head -head with super veteran Todd Manuel from Louisiana. As this super welterweight bout was the co-headline, these warriors looked to rat, uh, whip, whip up the crowd before the main event. Uh, Pantheon landed the harder punches and took the first round from the durable Manuel, who had his mouthpiece knocked out. Panton was all over him in the second with Manuel unable to stop Panton's assault. Again, Manuel's mouthpiece was knocked out. In the third round, the fighters were trading and Panton caught Manuel with a short punch that wobbled him. Panton followed up with some blistering upcuts and the bout was waved off.
Closing the show was a Tequila Mandela Young Champions bout. Um, Mariela's beloved boxing hero, Michael Myers, 6-2, and two, met Long Beach's Terrell Washington, 5-3, and three, in a six-round super lightweight slugfest. Myers pressed the action in round one, although by the end, Washington started to land. Myers pressed ahead and landed straight lefts and rights, as Washington was content to try and box from the outside. There's more of the same in the third, as Myers landed his straight punches and Washington attempted to counter. Similar action in the fourth, as Washington tried to land more, and this caused Myers to increase its output. The fifth round saw both fighters being a little fatigued, with Myers trying to sway the judges with a late-round volley. Myers pressed the action in the sixth and ultimately won the Tequila Mandela Young Champions fight of the night with a unanimous decision. So there you go, some news out of California. Uh, for my last story of the show, I'll bring you up to speed on Star Boxing. They pleased to announce they have signed 22-year-old undefeated super featherweight out of New Jersey, Eric Perez. Uh, he's out of Passaic, New Jersey. Uh, to a long-term promotional agreement. It was just a few months ago when Vincente's, uh, Vincente Fernandez's song, El Rey, rang out across the Paramount in Huntington, New York, as Eric Perez decked out in the Mexican flag, colored robe, and trunks made his ring walk for his pro debut. Mexican flag flags were waving throughout the crowd as the fans roared for Eric. The noise only continued to grow as the bout began, and Eric roared forward with his relentless and exciting Mexican-styled aggression. Eric's thrilling fan-friendly style and convincing third-round technical knockout victory caught the eye of Hall of Fame promoter Joe DeGuardia. When Eric came into the ring, the Paramount came alive. His bout was a firefight from the moment the first bell rang. The fans knew Eric made themselves known. By the end of the fight, the entire Paramount crowd was asking about the new Mexican Dynamo. I've been working for this for so long, said Perez. This is an incredible opportunity, and I'm excited to begin my journey with, my journey with Star Boxing. I'd like to thank De Guardia and Tony Palmieri for welcoming me to the team. There we go. And thanks very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight.